0: 22 pages later, with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech.
1: Okay, you, I don't want to curse anymore. Okay, you guys, um, I understand it's the season, but let's remember something. Um, we only have one more month left in 2020, so stop doing dumb stuff. Just saying, stop doing dumb, dumb stuff. Mike usually says it at the end of the podcast, I'm going to say it at the beginning of the podcast, just to remind people. Welcome to another edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 181. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap. And with me, as always, is the man who can never let a conversation go without a witty retort, MFG Mike, the finance guy.
0: Smile, you
1: son of a bitch.
2: Um, okay. I'm totally lost. I don't know what that would be. Wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Wait. Wait. It's that movie with that guy in that place where they do that thing. Yes.
1: Yeah. <singing> <Jazz>. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Really? I Jaws? A, I would yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and our other illustrious host is the man who can never let a good dad joke go by. <laughs> You'd swear he's like a dad like me, but the only thing we have in common that are dads are our dad bods. RT Square, Ralph the tech. All
2: right, speak for yourself. I got a Ralph bod. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so the other day, as I was dividing by zero and succeeding, Ooh. a thought occurred to me. Even if you don't believe in the many worlds theory, statistically speaking, at least one of you does. That's true. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I
1: don't know where you're up with this stuff, dude. You when you say I, I've been thinking, I always wins. <laughs> you can smell the carbon. Oddly enough, time.
0: on the multiple worlds theory.
1: All of all
0: of
2: us went on all the worlds when he thinks. It's the one right. universal thing <laughs> we have in common. There's uh, there's actually, um, I, I am the only one in the multiple worlds. I exist in all the worlds simultaneously. Oh, boy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, I lost the, half trying to figure that out.
2: Yeah, the, the other elf I was talking
0: to
1: from another world said the exact same
2: thing. Oh, that guy was a liar. All right, I all know right, that guy. All right. They all lied. He was all contrary. right.
1: Okay, <laughs> let's get let's get it together, gentlemen. All right. First off, um, yeah, actually, I, I'll I'll bring that up in a little bit. Today is kind of like a sampler platter of movies and, and and animated shorts. So if you didn't realize, in October, DC we um, released the animated feature of um, Batman Under the Red Hood, but they called it Batman Death in the Family. We're going to review that. But we also have some little, um, I'm not a smorgasbord, but little shorts for you. So we're also going to be discussing the DC feature showcases, Sergeant Rock, The Phantom Stranger, Adam Strange, and Death. But first, Mike and his quick news. He's been keeping his word, so I got to keep it moving. Give it up for Mike and his quick news.
2: And now, the quick news with Mike, the finance guy, and Ralph and Kai. All right, well,
0: soon on The CW, when you look up into the sky, you'll be seeing a young Black girl. Filmmaker <laughs> Ava DuVernay and Arrow writer and executive producer Jill Blankenship are developing a new superhero series titled Naomi, which is based on the DC Comics property of the same name. Uh, if you are scratching your head about the hero, you won't be alone. Naomi was created by writers Brian Michael Bendis and David F. Walker, and artist Jamal Campbell in March of 2019. So the ink is relatively still wet on the character. But mm-hmm. update you hoes at home Naomi McDuffie is a young woman who can transform into a superpower individual with enhanced strength and endurance, as well as the ability to fly, levitate, and generate energy waves around her body. She was born on an alternate version of Earth and, like Superman, was adopted at a young age by Earth Prime parents in a small Oregon town. Now for the series, Naomi will try to uncover the truth of her past and learn how to handle her powers to become a hero. No release date has been provided for the new series, but I would wager it will start around or after the series finales of Supergirl and Black Lightning this year. Mm, That's
1: right, yeah, they gotta make room for it by getting rid of the other two. Okay, sounds kind of interesting. Yeah. What what do you think, Ralph? You
2: don't think? Uh, I think. Oh, you want to hear uh, a Descartes joke? No. Uh... (laughs) Leave it for your quick notes. Go ahead, Mike. (laughs) All
0: righty. Well, Miss Cleo is on demand this week. Following a CNBC report that spoke of AT&T attempting to lean its Time Warner profile in order to compete with Netflix, Amazon, and Disney, predictions from within and without the communications BMF say that AT&T will divest itself of Warner Media. More importantly to us geeks, that would mean selling off DC Comics. Warner Media includes other properties such as Warner Brothers Pictures, HBO, and DC Entertainment. Some sources believe that HBO Max will not be able to compete with the other streaming giants, despite recent news that all Warner Brothers Pictures will be released on HBO Max. And if HBO Max fails, the parent company will probably cut losses instead of letting the service and other media-related properties drag stock down. Wow, wow. That's, i still waiting to hear. I AT&T. can't wait for Marvel to buy it.
1: <laughs> yeah, what is with me saying that, bro? You said
2: it earlier. Funniest thing in the world. <laughs> Listen, AT and T—they some cold ass motherfuckers. I tell you that right now. Yeah. But that would be hilarious if Disney buys uh, the DC properties, owns all that shit, and you know probably turns it around and makes it into something actually good.
0: It would be, but I mean, at the same time, though, the only danger is uh, with that is... Monopoly. Well, that first of all, the the word superhero movie monopoly would be the funniest thing in legal term ever. Um, (laughs) I I just think I would crack up trying to defend that in court. Um, But no, besides that, no, it's the same thing about how we've talked about, like, with everyone's excited about if Disney gets more of its properties back. I'm like, yeah, but that's still less movies now being produced. Same thing. How much is DC going to invest in, you know, if they're only making three... MCU films, how much are they going to risk on DC films? Right. Yeah. You Ooh. know, so there's that. And God help us the day they decide to put them together. That would be horrible. Amalgam. Uh, sounds
1: like fun, but that just. It no, I, no, no, know. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's. Yeah. I'm a wrestling Dark fan. Kong? And I remember. Come on. No. Come on. I, <laughs> all I got to say is. Super I remember, Soldier Boy. Oh, yeah. I remember in wrestling when WWE bought WCW and everybody thought it'd be great and it just ended up just being a shit show. So I could see yeah. DC-Marvel merger being like that too. So. Oh, it would just be horrible because like I said, I mean,
0: if they if they played together, then it's like, you just got Superman and Thor. Like, what, Why is the world in jeopardy at this point?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much, know? exactly,
0: yeah. Yeah. All righty, last but not least, on the last episode of As the DC Superhero Movies Turn, attention-seeking director Zack Snyder has uncovered yet another revelation for the HBO Max Redux of 2017's Justice League Bomb. The Flash will no longer be able to directly interact with people when traveling at super speed because the physics don't make sense and people would be injured. Of course, the physics on how other heroes can fly at will, shoot lasers from their eyes, possess magic armor, or breathe underwater were not mentioned. (laughs) Adding to the confusion, the director rebuked his own new rule by hypothesizing that the speed force protects those that Flash interacts with physically. Is limiting the Scarlet Speaster's physics-defying feats a reasonable way to make him less overpowered, or are audiences only one rewrite away from having Superman telepathically communicate with polar bears around the Fortress of Solitude? For the answer to these and other important questions, tune in next time when Teresa La Neña, Hacienda Fall's crankiest and most disrespectful two-year-old, refuses to take a nap and is then taken to jail by the police, where she is charged with resisting
1: arrest. god (laughs) like resisting arrest (laughs) why so that's all your quickness that is it oh i get it
2: oh that's why you were late on the queue
1: (laughs) that's why i said it again i'm like ralph probably didn't catch that (laughs) you're the king of the dad jokes i'm surprised you didn't catch it please oh my goodness i wrote that joke son (laughs) i hear it
0: obviously missed it I think that whenever I get in touch with Netflix executives and get Hacienda Falls series going, it is going to be great.
2: <laughs>
1: and you know, yeah, going it's going to be it's going to be, pun- going to be pun- That's what's oh my be. god, it's fantastic.
2: There's going to be a, a sassy black man on that show. I can see it right now. Just
1: saying, just saying. And Ralph, <laughs> what what what, what quick news do you have, sir?
2: What is news?
1: What so, is news?
2: So so Descartes goes into a bar. The bartender says, Would you like a drink? He says, I think not. He disappeared. <laughs> oh. oh, I hate the
1: hard jokes. Well, I've, I've, got, I've got I've got I've got a quick news for Ralph. Ooh, okay. The PlayStation 5 is not available. They're selling it for a thousand dollars from the person I told you about.
2: Fuck dun, dun, you. Dun, dun. <laughs> that's where <what> you should <laughs> press. No, no, that's that's where I pressed this one. Fuck you. There we go. That sounds about right. (laughs) Three. Three
1: times. I'm sorry, Ralph. I just saw it now. I was like, okay, we're live on the show. Fuck it. I might as well mention it. All right. So, we've got quite the whopper of um, content to review today. So, we are reviewing the redone version of Batman Death in the Family, Um, the DC showcase um, Sergeant Rock, The Phantom Stranger, Adam Strange, and Death. And with the synopsis, I don't know if he's going to do all, all of that at one time, but he amazes me all the time, so I want to see what he does. Is MFG Mike the finance guy. Almost yeah. tripped over that one. Yeah, there'll be no no
0: amazing revelations here. Alrighty. <laughs> Batman, Death in the Family is an interactive straight-to-DVD short film that thinks it's based on the 1988 storyline from Batman Numbers 426 through 429, which were written by Jim Starling and drawn by Jim Aparo. The 2020 short was written and directed by Brandon Viette. Uh, the short has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 71% with an audience of 50%. And Metacritic, they didn't bother. <laughs> 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 they they just right. were like, we're done. Alrighty, quick synopsis. Just to let you know, by the way, it's not going to be nice. Um, desperation is not becoming on anyone, but it's especially bad from a corporation. In this money-grabbing clip show, Bruce Wayne bores poor Clark Kent to tears by retelling him the events of 2010's Batman Under the Red Hood instead of just popping in the DVD. Uh, If you watch the 30-minute short on DVD, you are provided by a number of possible scenarios that mostly all end in a depressing miasma of what DC Entertainment believes superheroes should be, broken, brooding, bloody, and bastardized. The main short is a what if for longtime readers standing on a rickety stool in front of a pile of gasoline-soaked comics with a match in one hand and a noose around their neck. The Four Filler Shorts stars sea-level heroes Sergeant Rock, Adam Strange, Phantom Stranger, and Death from Neil Gaiman's Sandman series. Oddly enough, you'll find more enjoyment with Death than in most of the other options. Alrighty, starring Bruce Greenwood as Batman, Vincent Martella as Jason Todd in all of his incarnations, John DiMaggio as Joker and Thomas Wayne, Zara Fazal as al Ghul, Nick Carson as Tim Drake, Gary Cole as Commissioner Gordon and Two-Face,
1: and Nolan North as Clark Kent. All right. So let's get into it. Batman, Death in the Family, the deluxe edition, I guess we'll call it. But before we go into any of these films, let's press the spoiler button that we've paid so much money for.
2: Warning, the following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off you wanker
1: ah he sounds so cynical even in a recording and that spoiler warning was brought to you by by steve francis
2: of stush productions hey can we reuse this stush yeah we can reuse the stush it's okay (laughs) stush
0: man shot (laughs)
1: <laughs> All right, so let's start off with the first thing they show, obviously. The main feature was Batman Batman: Death in the Family, which, as Mike said, and I, I said also in the intro, is just a basic uh, retelling of the 2010 Batman Under the Red Hood animated um, feature. Um, first question out the gate, um, they switched the way the story was told from it being a regular story to kind of what Mike said. like It's like a, a best of clips of that movie. But with Batman doing a lot of the narration from, you know, t- talking to, we don't realize it's Clark Kent at the time, but and, we just know that he's talking to him. And a lot of um, purple haze, if you know what I mean. And a lot of purple haze. All right. How do we feel about um, this movie being condensed into a half hour film, which I believe we did this on a, on a podcast. Yes.
2: Yeah, we did. That. Yes.
1: So um, how, how how was it the second time around with all the bells and whistles?
2: I thought it was kind of an interesting take to have Batman's narration over it and telling it. I just didn't like the how like every flashback was in the haze of like you know a psychedelic trip or something. You know, it was like very foggy. I didn't like that art direction, but okay. it, I I've, I thought the the narration point was interesting. It was an interesting device to use to like to tell the story of Jason Todd coming Red Hood. Okay, all right, Mike.
0: As I said in my synopsis, I just found it to be a cheap money grabbing clip show. Like it (laughs) didn't do anything for me. I, because you know, I sat down I'm like, oh, okay, I'm getting ready to see their adaptation of this, you know, this very famous series that, you know, redefined the the Batman mythos with, you know, the fact that the telephoners killed Robin, blah, 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 blah. And I got what I got. I was not happy with it um, at all. I, I felt it was extremely lazy, um, and really, what bothered me more than anything is towards the end of it when uh, he really starts talking about Jason Todd. He's like, "Yeah, da da da, my son," and that was my son. And I'm like, "He has never been your son," and I don't mean that because he's not his kid. I, I just mean like Batman has never referenced Jason Todd as his son, ever. <laughs> you know, but suddenly it was like his tightest relationship. I'm like. What were you with him like? What a year and a half, two years max. You don't even call Dick Grayson your son, and you were talking about him.
2: <laughs> I'm pretty sure he, he he's never actually called Jason Todd by his name. He just calls him boys. Boy, come here. Wow, hey, number two.
1: <laughs> well, you fight like number two. Yeah. <laughs> so like so yeah. So for
0: that I I that the son thing really because it was almost like every sentence by the end he kept using. It. I was like, okay, this is really annoying me right now. I'll agree with both of you.
1: I agree with Ralph that if you're going to do something, it, they could have really made it, you know, just a carbon copy and sliced it up and whatever, whatever. But the narration made it a little bit interesting and different. And, and Ralph, I agree. I, I found the um, the style of the way they try to make the flashback look kind of hazy was annoying. But I definitely agree with Mike where it was like, well, what the hell you did all this for? You know, it was definitely a cash grab. It felt like it. I was... Yeah. It's, before the podcast, Mike and I were talking about because there's an interactive version and a non interactive version. We're, we're, what we saw was the non interactive version. The interactive version gives you multiple places where it's like a create your own story kind of a thing. Now, Mike said in the synopsis, a lot of the endings were kind of dreary and drab and, and kind of morbid. I'll say this it's more interesting than what we got than the non interactive version. I'll give you that. I mean, I'll definitely give you that because it's, that's it's kind a, of a, it's to at least like, it's original. Okay. <laughs> exactly, because it's a different story. I mean, for those who for those who haven't seen it, um, there's a there's one where Batman dies and Grayson takes on the Batman mantle, you know, when you make a decision. There's another one where um Jason Todd becomes Red Robin. There's another one where Batman loses his memory and becomes Zor. What what's his name? Zor Um Oh uh and R. and R. He become he becomes that. So so even if that was horrible, I would have rather seen that than to, to look at this clip. It reminds me of when anime, and anime does this a lot, they have a filler episode, where they're trying to catch you up on what you missed the past five episodes. So they'll say, it'll be like a dream sequence, or somebody talking with somebody in a cafe, and they're reviewing like the past five episodes, and like, I could've fucking, feel, I could um skip this. Right, It's pro- very disappointing. Yeah, but the problem with that,
0: I mean, using your same references, Under the Red Hood came out in 2010. Mm-hmm. you me in on something that happened 10 years ago, after you've actually ended your entire run of Mm -hmm. that version of the justice league i'm like this was this would have been pointless nine years
1: ago (laughs) (laughs) yeah it it was one of those things where i was disappointed and and mind you do do i like that movie i own the movie i own under the red hood it's one of my favorite um animated batman movies um with problems and whatever but still I, i enjoyed it but mm-hmm. to watch it in this style, it just felt like it was a bastardized version. It's like, and I, I keep making analogy after analogy, and I apologize, but this is how disappointed I was. It felt like when Battle of the Planets went to Cartoon Network and was called G-Force, and they re-edited everything.
2: <laughs>
1: it was just horrible. And, and that's what I felt about the, about this too. You did the best, you know, this movie, you just butchered it. So I was just very upset. Uh,
0: also, my, one of my favorite lines, when he was just like, I got suspicious about who he was when he cut my grapnel line. Nobody on, cuts my, grapinal my grapinal line. Grapinal line. I'm like, <laughs> everyone cuts your grapnel line. Catwoman slices it with her hand just barely whipping by. <laughs> like, you know. I mean, like, there's no I had a stale piece of bread the other day and Axelin cut through it. There is no one that has not ever cut that grapnel line. <laughs> you know, I cut it the other day. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I'm like, it's a stiff wind breaks that damn thing. <laughs> right. So and then he kept shooting him with it. And I'm like, well, he's just going to keep cutting it. Oh, look, he cut it again. Oh, look, he cut <laughs> it again and again. You're the world's greatest
1: detective, but you're dumb as hell. <laughs> did you guys know that he was talking to, to Clark the entire time? No. Um, did I, I mean,
0: I assumed so, um, but did I know it until they showed? No, I mean, you know, how would you know? Because uh, you got no feedback the entire time. So you just know he's talking to somebody. Right. You know, I, I was, assumed I was it was like I out. thought it was like airplane. I assumed he was talking to the old woman that eventually killed herself. <laughs> because Clark wow. did not look interested in this conversation at all. At the time they saw, he was just like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. "So you're telling me that you had a teenage sidekick who managed to live and grow up? You got another one, and they died, and you seem to feel responsible because you are." <laughs> <laughs> You know, like all my sidekicks. Oh, wait, I don't have any.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I think needless to say, I, I think I think the audience gets an idea of how we feel about this um, this um, rendition of Death in the Family. Oh, but wait a minute,
0: Bruce. At least you learned your lesson. No, you didn't. You got another <laughs> sidekick. <laughs> and by the way, he, Bruce, is like, when Bruce goes, he goes, Well, he's like, well, you know, we, we've got to find a... Superman's have been like, I found him 30 minutes ago when you started this tale. <laughs> like, I, it's not hard. He has no superpower. <laughs> I just picked him up. And when when Bruce was like, yeah, you know, when he when Clark says thing, he's like, well, this is why you're, you're adding more credence to why I have my contingency plan to take you down. And when, and, uh, when um, Clark fights back, he's like, yeah, you know, I have a contingency plan to take you down. He's like, I'm like, yeah, I'll just kill you. Like, <laughs> like now,
1: <laughs> like now, I don't need
0: up. a contingency plan. I'll just kill you by accident.
1: Um, <laughs> I could fart in your general direction. <laughs> he just sneezes. All right. All right. I think we had an idea of where that went, but let's talk about some of the other ones that we were exposed to for the first time, because you know, um, Death in the family was part of a package deal and they gave you four other shorts. Let's start with Sergeant Rock. Now, I won't even lie to you and say that I know about Sergeant Rock. Never, ever read him. Never, You're read. loser. I'm sorry. It was like it was like in in, in the sixties or something like that. You were like forty five when that came out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was negative three hundred. I'm still waiting. Right. Here. Yeah. 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 Black, yellow. Okay. <laughs> so, um, for the holes at home, Mike, could you give a, a, a brief description? Is Sergeant Rock like he is in the comic? In the, in this animated short.
0: You mean a tough-talking, hard-drinking, hard-farting sergeant in the army? Sure. <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, like... is the
1: vampire of stuff.
0: So. I was about to say. Well, originally, obviously, he was just with regular soldiers. I mean, it was just a war magazine. Um, right. You know, I, I, but I mean, eventually, at some point, they did have him hook up with these creatures, dah, 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 because, you know, nobody gave a damn before. Uh, so, but it, yes, I mean, the character is pretty much about the
1: same. So the character was the same, but but that whole thing with the, you know, <clears throat>
2: excuse
1: me, with all the monsters joining his side, that was something that was added. I mean, even though you said that it was in the book, it wasn't a main feature of the book, really. It's one of those things that, that happened, I think,
0: more, I say, like, happened later on. I definitely know that this particular one was an adaptation of a comic. Okay, I, I Got can't it. say which one offhand, um, hand. <laughs> but, like, this this one did happen, and I don't know if that's, like... If they stayed with that because I mean I wasn't an avid Sergeant. I'm not a big um war comics fan. I just are, read here and there.
2: Was was this did this come out before Howling Commandos in, in Marvel? Uh
0: well the Howling Commandos also was just a war thing until they eventually like and that wasn't until like the seventies, eighties or something like that, put like horror elements to theirs. Um I don't know which one came first, actually. That is a good question. That is um, a very good question. Yeah. Well, Sergeant Rock, his first appearance was in fifty nine. And so it'd have been like the Howling Commandos. I'm trying to think, like, because I when, I, when I was watching this, I'm like, they were in 64, so the Howling Commandos were
2: second. Okay, wow. Because as I was watching this, I'm like, wait, this seems a lot like the Howling Commandos, mm-hmm. but that's Marvel, so... right? But also,
0: don't forget, Marvel came out as Marvel many years after these had been around. Yeah. Right. So I mean, and not, and I'm not saying that they didn't copy because DC's. I mean, Marvel's like, yeah, we copied. Yeah, know, we just made it our own. Um, but that also can explain a lot of times why things are. Well, DC was first. It's like
1: they were around longer. Yeah. <laughs> right. But um, how do we feel about this story? The, the the soldier coming in, and then all of a sudden, you know, you have these um supernatural creatures joining his army, and they try to take down the Nazis. How do we feel about
2: this? It it was like a straightforward. Propaganda piece of for the US, it's like we're gonna go in, we're gonna fight the Nazis, and we're gonna win. They're no good. matter what, you look like you're part of the US exactly. Soldier. Boom. Um,
0: I, I didn't mind. I, in all honesty, I would rather have seen a Howling Commandos piece, yeah, a 90 minute movie of this versus what I, um, than the 30 minutes of the Batman death in the family. Not yeah, that I agree, that excellent. It was just, it was just more interesting. Um, um, I mean, I thought it was actually a little too short. Just, I, I don't think they gave you enough time to- Get invested? Kind of, yeah, to get invested. That, that's more of it. I mean, not that I, I didn't need to be belabored with tons of backstory or nothing like that. It's just, it was so quick that you're like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, it was like, it was almost like being in the military. It's like, well, I kind of need the direction.
1: I said to do it, sir, yes, sir. <laughs> you know? it, it moved so quick. And mind you, it was a, a
2: 16 minute short.
1: But right. um, but Mike's right about how how swiftly minutes. it moved to 16, one one six, or maybe eighteen. But, but the bottom line is, it wasn't it wasn't even more than twenty minutes. Right. And and like you like you didn't even know who the other soldiers were. You just like, oh, he died. I mean, I mean, they all they all like died in battle, and and he's the only one left. And then oh wow, he goes in and it just they you hit the ground running so fast. You're like the USA movie?
0: already has creature soldiers. Nobody right. questioning this order. <laughs> Sergeant Rock is not even questioning this. You want me to be in charge of a vampire, a werewolf, and Frankenstein's monster? Yeah, I feel safe.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's why I asked about, was it part of Sergeant Rock? Because I remember as a kid seeing the advertisements for it, but I'm like, wow, this would have been it. Maybe I would have that up. <laughs> not that it was a great story, but like he said, it was definitely more, more interesting than some of the other things we were seeing. So, you know, 100%, 100%. yeah. Um, it, 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 I mean it was a little flat but it was definitely it was flat in regards to like you know being super interesting but it was more interesting than what we had that's what I think
0: yeah I mean it, there was no there was nothing that was earth shattering in this one um and it, it like it really it did the time move I didn't it didn't not the 16 minutes is long but it didn't feel like 16 minutes you no know? it felt like eight yeah I was about to say about half the time stuff like that so yeah I, all in all, I was enjoyed. I mean, the artwork was nice. It was a little bit. All the artwork for all of the shorts was a little bit different. I mean, some were dramatically. Mm-hmm. Different. Yes. I like, and I thought the artwork for this fit it really well. It had that kind of. I, don't, I can't think of the artist, but it's kind of someone that has a little bit more like a heavier hand with the, the outline, the black outlines or black lines. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and I think it worked well, especially with like the creatures and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, so so that was. I mean, Sergeant Rock. It was. I mean. <laughs> yeah Ralph do you have anything to say before we move on um next oh <laughs> next okay <laughs> alright next we're gonna go to um the Phantom Stranger which I know that Mike has mentioned before like me and him hanging out outside of the podcast he's mentioned the Phantom Stranger before I n- another character and it's funny because Mike in the synopsis said C level character I was calling him B level but I guess I was wrong
2: I mean not- they not to are. Be- Not to be confused with the Funky Phantom. No, man. He was cool. I loved the
0: Funky Phantom.
1: (laughs) And his cat, Boo. Oh,
2: yeah. I love that show.
1: Here's what's interesting about the Phantom Stranger. What style did it remind you of? Their art style? Because Mike talked about... It was Hannah Barber. And it disturbed
0: me when they were having an orgy. Because I'm like, I am not comfortable with this artwork (laughs) with
1: sexual overtones. <laughs> it, it was. It was. At first, it was the seventies, so it felt very Scooby Doo, yeah. mm-hmm. and and all the shows in the seventies that came out, and just the look of it and all that. And well, even w- with the Phantom Stranger, I was like, oh wow, he's like a. Well, well the people, the artwork of the
0: of the that name, but the, the original group that we first meet was very much, but it was the the heavyset girl, she was right out of like one of those like like Scooby Doo meets Mona cast like like yeah, she looked exactly right out of it. I was like, I'm not comfortable with this sexual overtones and these memories are not working well together you know <laughs> you, you clutch your pillow tight like this doesn't feel right this doesn't feel right <laughs> i had to clutch my pillow and my pearls. i didn't know what, <laughs> what my reaction should be at that point no, not, no
2: not...
1: now how do we feel about the way that they, they, they um they they um put together the story about phantom stranger i felt like uh, once again kind of like with sergeant rock they didn't give you enough like mm-hmm. they like oh phantom stranger he's a phantom and he has powers Keep going. Well, yeah, because yeah, because right off the, the bat, the, the The fact that you
0: think that's the answer tells you they didn't do well enough. You know, right? Because he's not a phantom. He's oh, he's not a phantom. No, he's he's immortal, but he's kind of some things say that he's cursed by God. Others think that he's just God's. Let's see, the Spectre's the right hand. I guess he would be his left hand. Um, uh, some stories have said that he's the wandering Jew from the the Bible, the one that um, killed Jesus and therefore was cursed <laughs> to wander the earth. Yeah, that's good for for for, uh, for
1: a special.
0: Yeah, there's another like the, the gold coins that he have around his neck. Some say okay. that he was that was what he was paid. So he's like the Judas character. He was paid. Oh, wow. pieces of, of of silver or gold or something like that. So there's a lot Judas of, was paid in silver.
1: Is.
0: I'm silver, sorry. That's what yeah, sorry. Um Judas but,
2: there's,
0: <laughs> but there's a lot of that that goes on with that. So the fact that, like I said, that you just thought he was a phantom tells you you didn't do a good job <laughs> um, <laughs> of explaining the character at all because you, they didn't bother. They just said, here's a guy in an opera
2: cape and a hat. Trust him. <laughs> you know? <laughs> On a hot California day. I'm like, no. Nah. My my question is, why did he wait so long? He let the other kids get, I was their, gonna get to that. Their life force <laughs> just sucked away. But no, the, the hot, be, the the lie, hot because blonde, he said it. He gets
1: saved. Well, he said he said to the a hot blonde goes, you're different than the others. So part of me felt like the, the other kids were too far gone. Like, okay, Yeah, we're done. she
0: was a hot blonde. It was the only difference she had. Yeah.
1: Could, like, like, where
0: was he when they started to turn like she was turning? Like, like you know what I mean? Like, he just was like, hey, there's a hot chick. Let me just go save her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was that little, the- exactly how I felt when I was watching it. I'm like, so you just... I mean, whether they were deserving or not, you could have still saved them and then maybe they would have learned the lesson.
1: <laughs> you know. Yeah. I, I I I was okay with that. I was okay with him being like, all right, these kids are dicks because they're already following um, what was the what was the villain's name? Um Seth. Seth. Seth.
2: They're,
1: they're already following Seth. They're already you know, like, they're already ready to do whatever Seth says, so they're far gone. This chick, she's still, you know, somewhat. You know, I see something in her. She'll be okay. Right. I don't know. Right. But, let, it. but I don't let's buy just but, but let's just answer this though.
0: So he came there because he was trying to get to her before she followed Seth. The other kids weren't born following Seth. They also had to have been innocent
1: people that went to follow Seth. Thanks, Phantom Stranger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but but did any of them grab the, the the medallion? No, because they were not of that mindset. I,
2: <laughs> all I, of them
1: I, all, <laughs> think about it, the girl, the girl, the blonde girl is the only one to think, okay, let me try to seduce. Them. Oh, grab his grab his amulet and crush it, which Cap. yes. Cap.
2: Choose a better cross to die on. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> for you. <laughs> you to say that, that's awesome. Okay, fine. Um but yeah, I, I definitely
1: the thing about that. The thing about that cartoon was the art style and yeah. a lot of it's, you know, homage to Hanna-Barbera and Scooby Doo and what was the one with the shark? um the Hanna Barbera Jabba Jar. It felt like that, like like Scooby Doo and Jabba Jar. That's what it felt like. Jabbar yeah, very much.
2: Jabber Jar's the uh Josie and the Pussycat clone.
0: Right. Yeah. Yes, which was also a uh, Speed Buggy clone. They all were. Right. They were all clones of each other. <laughs> oh, yeah, all the all. if you look at um, Jabberjaw. Well, no, not Jabberjaw because that that lead guy was different. But if you look at Speed Buggy, Scooby Doo, and Josie and the Pussycat, um, Fred is the same guy through all of them. He just mm-hmm. has different hair color, mm-hmm. different hair color in the shirt. It's all Fred. <laughs> That's right.
2: There was a uh, um, when Boomerang had its own channel, right? They still do. No, well now it's a streaming service.
1: Well, well, they're, they're, I, I I look at Boomerang now, so it's still there, but it's not w- it's good.
2: When Boomerang first started as its channel, right? They okay. would, they would have these like small uh, Boomerang shorts, and in one of them you see <gasps> Jabberjaw, yeah. Speed Buggy, and I think it was the, the, the 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 like, what's his name in Josie and the Pussycats? There's like Which a one?
0: Fred, I mean, uh, Mark or... Uh,
2: yeah, yes. Oh, it the, wasn't Mark. I forget what his name was. Uh, the, Alan was his name. Yes. Alan, he, yes. He, he was yeah. like the uh, like the bumbling idiot in, in Josie oh, and the Pussycats. Yeah. So it was like uh, a clip and you had all three of them together like interacting. And they're like, well, what do you do? And he's like, well, yeah, I, I drive really fast. And Jabba Joe's like, well, I play the drums. Woo-woo-woo. He's like, well, what do you do? I, um... Uh, I just carry everybody's equipment and stuff, and I and I get my sisters this and this and this, and I was like, okay, well, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much it, <laughs> you know. And I that's when Boomerang that was good. <laughs>
1: that's when Boomerang was good. Not for nothing. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. Anyway, moving right along. Um, so, Phantom Stranger, definitely. I mean, th- uh, once again, something a little more interesting than. Batman Death and the Family. If they that, would have th- given more, I would not
0: have wanted a ninety minute. That one didn't interest me enough for a ninety minute. I, I think they could have done something well. But I think like, they could have. In my mind, I wasn't like I want to see more of that. And I like. I want. More. You know what? If you give me the Phantom Stranger's backstory, that fills in a lot of time too. Yeah, so. I think also just a different story though for the Phantom Strange, because like um, all this when I was watching these, all I, it kept making me think of was which is my all time hands down favorite of all the shorts that they've done because remember they had another collection when they did the shazam yes uh, mm-hmm. and the specter yeah is the is the specter the specter was beautifully done it's it just it, it's from start to finish the story was great the the animation was awesome the the horrific vengeance of of the specter was fantastic and my second favorite of all the shorts they've ever done was um jonah hex just because oh. they had jonah hex and also it's just really well done so i ended kn- up actually after i was done with all this i watched those too
2: and i was like ah oh, as <laughs> a cleansing good. palette huh it really was. It really, really was. <laughs> My name is Jonah Hex. Did you know they have a yes. DC showcase for the Ray? Uh, yes.
1: Yes. Because that was supposed to be on, um, um, oh, that, that CW seed, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. It was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah.
0: Right. That 10 minute shorts or something,
1: or 10 minute episodes until. Hurdles was okay. Hurdles was, was, wasn't that bad. Yeah. yeah. All right. Moving right along. Um, Adam it's... Strange is our next short.
2: How do we feel about Adam Strange?
1: They ruined a character.
2: Yeah, I was I was confused. <laughs> I was like, it, I understand the point of the story that they tried to tell us. You know, it was it was right. it was kind of it was reminiscent of. Uh, you ever? Well, probably not. You never read uh, John Carter, right? No, no, like Princess no, of no. The John Mar- Carter mine. Right. Yeah. Prince Princess, of Mars. Anyways, you ever seen the movie John Carter? Of course. I didn't. Okay. okay you didn't see it no i didn't, I didn't see it. it the movie's decent The movie's decent. It's and, not decent i heard it was okay yeah,
0: yeah. Mm, i mean it, well, it got really ripped to shreds it did. and when you're watching it you're like oh this movie isn't bad and then you're like you know eight hours later you're like okay i this this is just going downhill
2: Yeah. <laughs> um but anyway, it was like the the because the story was written in the turn of the century it was like you know mm-hmm.
0: well he's it? the the same guy that did john carter was the one that wrote tarzan
2: yes edgar rice rice burroughs,
0: burroughs yeah mm-hmm.
2: um anyways so this was very reminiscent of John Carter in, in the, the way that at the very end of John Carter, he gets transported back to Earth um, against his will, essentially. And he, and he spends all his time trying to find a way to get back to Mars. And this one, it was, it was similar where he was just transported off planet by the Zeta Beam. And now he's instead of finding a way, well, I guess he's trying to calculate a way to, to see when he was going to go back. But he's just biding his time, essentially, and then, then at the very end, he gets to go back, just like in John Carter. So I was like, Whoa. yeah, well,
0: well, this movie though just proves that that Zeta Beam is an asshole. Yes, it is. Yeah, because <laughs> it was 100%. like, hey, your family's about to die. I'm watching them die. Let's take you somewhere else. Guys, his- by the way, your daughter's alive. Hey, now it's like 30 years later. Let's take you back. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah his
1: daughter's probably dead by this point. Yeah, I was thinking so.
2: My... Either that she's
1: working a strip club, one or the other. <laughs> wow, that got that got morbid. You complain about DC's selection of content?
0: <laughs> really? Oh, I'm sorry. Our our rugged, tough, loving hero
2: just became the town drunk. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what like a gun my that, that destroys immediately, like instantaneously. Th- Listen, Thanagarians yeah. are some of the toughest beings in the fucking galaxy. And his gun just went, boom, you're dead. Boom, you're dead. Boom, you're dead. Like, come on. Yeah. Which, which begs the other question. Oh, I don't know, Ron. Why didn't you make more than one of those
0: guns? Exactly. Mm-hmm? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like, that might have helped you win the war against the Thanagarians. Yeah. Well, we got that one really good gun. One guy has it.
1: Oh, and that Jacob just takes him around willy-nilly. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was funny because I was trying to remember what I remember of Adam Strange, and I'm like, this doesn't feel at all familiar. Yeah.
0: I, mean, his no. was, I mean, if you think about, like, you know, his original, he's just some guy. He's, like, a, in a very... Uh, his original costume was kind of cool, but also had had um, fringes of the tacky Flash gordon kind of look about him. Right, that's you what know. I remember. And that's very much what he was kind of like. He was, like, a fresh Because, I mean, think of, he's an Earth person that was that through the Zeta Beam was teleported to another planet and then ended up fighting to help save them. That's what it was, because he's not from the planet yeah. originally, you know. Um, so it, it was very much like that. But it also, you know, it made me, um, as I'm watching the film, because it took a while for it also to kind of kick in, um, you know, because they were, I guess there, they were trying to give you backstory or, or the feel of the character. And I'm like, yeah, I'm I don't care enough. Um, but I, I, I'm watching it and I'm like, looking at uh, Adam Strange, and I'm like, I really want to watch John Carpenter's The Thing now. He <laughs> just kept making <laughs> me think of Kurt Russell, uh, you know, with the beard, looked- shaggy hair. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like the town was kind of weird. I was like, nah, I just want to watch The Thing. <laughs> I love that
1: movie. So, so this book, mo- so, so this short, triggered you to want to watch something else, but not watch more of this.
0: Yeah, it's also another. One. I mean, this probably would be interesting if it was pulled out into like a ninety-minute or eighty-minute uh, thing. Because you would have gotten more story, you know. You they, they would have focused on like his family in the first part of the first act. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you could let um, the characters breathe, kind of. You know, like, yeah. like like let you're not rushed, right? Um, so I, I can see the 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 possibility for a better version of what we saw, um, but I just felt like instead of them clipping out all the best parts, they clipped out a couple of best parts and clipped by accident a lot of filler.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could see this working out better where you have uh, you do sort of like a simultaneous thing where when they take him away from his planet mm-hmm. you still see what's going on on that planet and then you also flash back to him passing time trying to see trying to like get back and, and doing the calculations and biding his time on that planet while shit is still going on on the other one and we see how like it takes a turn for the worse and then at the at the end when the zeta beam comes is like he it takes him back at the exact moment where he needs to be there to like save the day or the planet or something.
0: Or, or something really kind of meta would be kind of cool is if we, the movie unbeknownst to us starts on the second arrival of the beta of the Zeta beam. So in other words, after he's left the town as, an, as a drunk, okay, he's back fighting the war now, however many years, you know, a couple of decades later, but he's flashing back to his time at that old mining place, plus flashing back to his original time. All
1: uh, I think
0: that would be intense and then trying to balance out a good storytelling that would be intense <laughs> you know. that,
1: that's a lot of brain power I'm not sure if they could have afforded that
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> they were like we'll give you Phantom Stranger <laughs> <laughs> alright alright and last but definitely not least
2: but the favorite and,
1: and, and I know this because Mike loves this character but I'll say they did a really good job here was the short about death. How do we feel about the short talking about death? I think it's the first time I've seen death in
2: a DC anything, like cartoon, like animated-wise. It was, I, listen, I'm not a big fan of death as Mike is, as, as big a fan of death as Mike is, but I, watching this, I understand the appeal of why Mike loves this character so much.
0: Yeah, she's, she's a great guy. She, she's the kind of character that, I mean, you know, everyone has their different things. I mean, some people out there are probably more uh, nervous about the idea of dying than others that you know I have my own particular feels you know fears about what it must be like or whatever but she's the kind of thing that makes you feel kind of good almost about the idea of dying that there is this you know she's not uh, tall skeleton with yeah. her, you know with this hooded cloak and and a scythe you know like she's just like, hey, you know, I'm inevitable <laughs> you know like so. Let's just go wherever you're gonna go, and like she never knows where you're going. She just knows that she's taking you there. <laughs> you know that kind of a thing. Yeah, um, she's always like, you know, let's see uh, where you're where you're gonna head off to. It's the next adventure kind of a feel. Um, I I really did enjoy this. I, I just thought it it it's again it could have been actually I would not have wanted this story longer. I would have wanted multiple stories of death. Just like if you watch, um, if you ever read the. Wait, I know I bought you some of Sandman there. You, bought, you bought me yeah, that, that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, it should be in there, so if,
1: if yes, you've read it is. that one. Yes, it is, yeah. Um,
0: yeah, I think it's the, it's I don't know if it's called that, but it's our that one is our first introduction to death um, in the Sandman series, and when she's mm-hmm. talking to her brother, Dream, sitting on a bench. Have you yes. read that one, uh, yes, it,
1: yes, it, that's Oh,
0: okay, it's a really great story, and he's all down in the dumps for various reasons, which is just too long to get into, and she's just like, you know, come with me, and even though she's, She's probably like the oldest because I mean, she's the young, but she looks like, not the youngest, but she's one of the younger looking ones. Um, and she just has a really good outlook on life basically. Cause you know, she goes like, everything's eventually going to die. And they just go around the different scenes, but one of, uh, you know, like, like she would meet different people and like, it would always end whenever she had to take them away, you'd hear like, and then you'd hear the flutter of her wings or something like that. Even though you never see her with wings. It's just, you know, it's cause she's the angel of death. You just know that they're there kind of a thing. Um, you might see a shadow or something. Uh, one of the people that she takes, he's, um, he was long lived, like, I think he lived like 400 years or something like that. And one of my favorite lines is when uh, he dies by like a, a brick wall falling down on him from a construction site or something. He's like, and she's there. He's like, wow, you know, he goes, this is not the way I would have thought I would have died. He's like, but you know what, he goes, I had, a, he's like, I outlived them all. I he goes, I really had a, I had a long life. I lived them all. And she just looked at him. She's like, you had your life. <laughs> and I just thought that was just such a beautiful idea. It's like it's no better or worse. This was your life, but um, right. another one where, um, and not to drag this out into this story, I know we will to talk about the thing uh, where it's 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 sad and beautiful at the same time. It's uh, a mother puts her her few months old baby down in the crib and walks out of the room. You know the baby's giggling, googly and stuff like that. And oh then you, yeah, it stops making any noise, and then you see uh, death reach into the crib and pick him up and. And the baby actually goes. He goes. That was it. And she's <laughs> like, "Time to go, little one." And then you know, um, the mother walks into the room, and the baby's I not mean, going. She just breaks down crying, and it, it just pulls back, and it's like, and you hear the sound of her wings. You know, it's just it's a really beautiful one-shot story
1: of, of her introduction. I that was great. Yeah, I think the thing that 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 did it for me, it, it was a couple of things. Number one, how, how they you know introduced our main character of the story and how he was the artist and all that stuff but everything was so gloomy and then you have her who is supposed to be representing death and she's so light and not in color but like in 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 vibe in um like she's very soft spoken and mm-hmm. you know She's very positive for dying for a death, yeah. <laughs> you know? right? Like I was like, she's so adorable. Yeah, she really is, <laughs> and, and she's so like 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 you like you want to talk to her. and She's just kind of like, well, you know, and, and it just made you feel like this is how's this going to turn around? Because I know who the character is, right? But when you're like, well, how are they going to make this so that she's dead and she knows who she is, and how do they present that? Just the juxtap juxtapositioning of the darkness of the main character. Mm-hmm. With him and all his shit and his artwork and, and all his failings and then her being death being such a negative thing and her being so light. I like that 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 kind of opposition.
0: Yeah. I, I did though think that his final scenes were a bit confusing to me. Like like when How's he's up? when he's finally at the end and he was like And he's painting? Well it's after the painting's done and he's like, please save the painting, at least save that. And they Don't say anything more, it flashes back to him being a kid drawing, like basically her. Remember, like as a kid, would like, like not stick for greed, but very blocky with like cheap looking wings and stuff like that. And you realize it is her, I mean, you knew it was her from the beginning, anyhow, um, but you realize it's her that he drew as a little kid. And then he goes, You already did, you already did. And I'm like, I don't, I, I still don't understand what that means. It's like, save the painting, you already did. And I'm like, I, I don't understand what you mean by that. Like, that. I'm sure it's nothing. I'm probably thinking it's deeper than it is, but I just I don't understand that line, you know.
2: I don't. I don't think it, it, there's not much more to think about. It was just that um, he's he's asking her to do something that, without even him having to ask, she was already planning on making sure that his last portrait of her was <laughs> right. was going to be saved. I think um, that's, that's ju- enough. Like I said, maybe I was overthinking it. Yeah, I, I think know. that's just all that that they meant. And then yeah. I
1: I know I was confused by it as well, but I kind of let it go just because the thing as a whole, even the artwork at the end, was very beautiful.
2: Oh my God! I listen. If anybody out there has a print of that, I would definitely consider most likely putting some sort of monetary, maybe something, you know, to get that. If well, it's that be great.
1: Being being the not buying the PS Five.
0: Nine hundred ninety-five dollars. <laughs> it's cheaper than the PS5. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you.
1: Fuck you. I love Fuck the fact you. that my voice is a freaking it's a cue.
0: All right. Uh, but yes. no, yeah, I, I just thought it was really well uh, well done. And also, what I love about and if again, if this was to be longer, what I love about any story, at least in the Neil Gaiman um, thing that ever has to do with death, it's never about her it's always about the subject that will eventually meet her and then eventually die. And then she, you know, she, she'll usually pop in and out a couple of times She'll have interaction because no one ever knows who she is. And often in the comics too, she'll look slightly different. Like she, she's always kind of washed out looking very gothy, but like, she might have different hair or different hat or different. She even has a skirt or something like, but you, it's always her. She always has the arc, and you know, it's always her eyes always done. But, um, like I, that, I enjoy the fact that it's not, Oh, what is she up to? It's, what are the people up to show me their lives and then show me how they're touched by her at the end of it all? You know? Right. Ralph.
2: I've said all I've wanted to say. This is I love this short. And yeah. It I, really was the best, the best one. one. I was. agree. Best this, one out of all of them. I was I, I was just glad that I watched this one last. Yeah, so was I. It was it was the last one. I was like, Oh, thank you. (laughs) Yes,
1: absolutely. It kind of capped it off really well. Capped it off. Nice. Um, (laughs) All right. So let's, so let's go into it. Renaming all five shorts. Um, Ralph, do you want to go first or shall I?
2: I didn't even realize we were going to rename all five of them.
1: Oh, I did. You don't have to. You don't have to. You want to rename one. That's fine. You know, I I, I renamed all five. The only one I didn't bother renaming was Death in the Family. I'm like, fuck you. You fucking cash grabbing <laughs> motherfuckers. Yes, I was trying not to curse, and now it's coming out. And yeah, you failed miserably. <laughs> I did, well, at I, I, the end of the show, it's okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna call, uh, so okay, so let's rename all of that stuff. Um, Sergeant Rock, Army of the Dead, mm-hmm. um, Adam Strange, a man out of time in a short, that's out of time. <laughs> the Phantom Stranger is um, Phantom of the Friendly Stranger, I'm sorry, Phantom the Friendly Stranger. <laughs> And death, the name, what, why would we rename it? Never trust a big unk and a smile. <laughs> <laughs> right, was she poisoned? <laughs> I, th- I wasn't sure you were going to get that. Poison. I was not sure you were going to get that reference, Mike. I'm actually very happy right now. Ralph, <laughs> why not? For God's sake. I, like, <laughs> I don't
2: know. You did not know how long that I've day. been alive, I have to say. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Ralphie, what well, what you got? I call it, I would uh, say, so um, first one, death and a rehash.
1: Okay. <laughs> a rehash. okay.
2: Then it's uh, Sergeant Rock versus the Army of Darkness.
1: Ah, yeah, that's what know. I was thinking about. That's good. I like that one.
2: Uh, then it's the Funky Phantom Stranger. Of course. <laughs> okay. Uh, then Adam Strangelove.
1: Adam Love. Ah, <laughs> that was nice. Okay. Well done, Ralph. Okay. And, and that was the last one.
2: Death paints a pretty picture. Nice, oh. that's
1: nice. <laughs> Still like, the not never show a big unk and a smile. Okay.
2: <laughs> that girl is...
1: <laughs> She's death. So <laughs> Mike, what you got?
0: Uh, like I said, I just renamed the entire thing. Uh, instead of a deluxe addiction, uh, edition, I just call it Batman Death in the Family, the what the fuck addiction.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's simple to the point. That's pretty much what it was. All right, so let's go for it, ladies and uh, for gentlemen, and gentlemen, mostly ladies and gentlemen, to talk about our audience. Ratings for Batman: Death in the Family, Deluxe Edition. Ralph,
2: because of the final short of death, I will give this thing a five. No one cuts my uh, grappling line out of ten.
1: <laughs> I treated it like five separate report cards. Oh. I give Death in the Family. Five out of ten. And once again, I'm not going to give it a clever thing because fuck it. You grab my money. Try to anyway. Um, sergeant Rock, I gave seven and a half totally compliant monster soldiers for no reason out of ten. Well,
2: he's Phantom a
1: Stranger. <laughs> Phantom Stranger, I gave seven and a half zoinks out of ten. <laughs> Adam Strange, I gave seven miscalculations out of ten. And death, I gave nine innocent-looking symbols of death out of ten. Well, nice.
2: Actually, if if you look back to that um, whiteboard that he had, he forgot mm-hmm. to carry the two. That's why he was off. And
1: Always that and that explains a lot. <laughs> <It> oh, <does. Always. laughs> Mike, what you got? Um, I just uh,
0: rated it all as one. And like Ralph, I gave it five. If you're done masturbating and have nothing else to do, out of ten. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's quite, that's quite. Yeah, bizarre. I mean, the same thing.
0: Like death is the only thing that really raised the bar. I mean, it's not that death was only worth five. It's just that everything else was so low that it raised it to that. Death actually I mean, got I would, probably, I would probably give death like a nine, nine and a half. It was just very enjoyable as,
1: as depressing as it can be, you know, it, it's not all at the same time. Yeah, but I mean, I agree. All right, so there you have it. Batman Death and the Family Deluxe Edition. Stay for death, get rid of everything else. But guys, don't go anywhere. Geeks on the go. That's next. Geeks on the go. Now with more showcases. Now with more showcases? Oh, no, I mean, not those. Hopefully, hopefully not. <laughs> Except no, for more that. More better
2: showcases. There's now better showcases.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, snitches. You know the segment. I give quick answers. Oh, whoa, my goodness. Yeah. Whoa, I'm not even drinking. Holy smokes. Okay, let's try that again. Okay, snitches. You know the segment. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek. And we make it under a minute every now and again. When you're wow. sober. With...
2: <laughs> I'm not the one who just took a
1: swig of something before we got on. Wow.
2: It's the slow down juice.
1: Slow down juice is going to slow down the answers. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm prepared for you this week. All right, ready, set, go. What other B-level or C-level DC characters would make a good DC showcase feature? Mike.
0: Stephanie Brown as Spoiler and then as Batgirl.
1: Oh, I like that. Ralph. Uh,
2: the question. Both Vic Sage Renee Montoya, Plastic yeah. Man, Mr. Terrific, Firestorm. One, one, one. You did not That's say one. You did not say one. All right. What other? People? And Zatanna. Would,
1: would you be okay with the MCU bringing back Mysterio? Ralph. Why? Exactly. Mike. No, because sometimes dead is better. All right. <laughs> Wonder Woman 1984. Should DC have waited for it to be only in theaters? Ralph.
2: I have a poem for this. <clears throat>
1: no, no fucking poems. Yes or no?
2: No, there's a poem. All right. To be Mike, at home Mike. or no, not to be TV at home. It needs
1: money and the fans'
0: increasingly high levels of expectation will not serve the film well. There we go. Go ahead, Ralph. Finish-
1: all right, Ralph, go. <laughs> now that now the time's up, and like, we won.
2: No, no, go you ahead. did not win because I didn't finish say my you. stuff. No, no, fuck that. I There's skip no skipping you know, me.
0: Minister, I, Wait. No skipping. This is the, the, the 2020 thing. election. This is the 2020 <laughs> election
2: all over again. <laughs> judges? Both of you. What did the judges say? Nope, you don't get that. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: oh, please. No, no, no. Geeks on the goes my segment. I call the shots, but you can go ahead anyway.
2: <clears throat> to be home or not to be home? That is the question be home
1: so so you're okay with wonder woman being in on hbo max
2: i love it i fucking love it, it makes it easier to watch because you know i get hbo max as part of my phone service so i'm, I'm happy
1: <laughs> i thought was just gonna say something illegal like i get hbo max through so and so and so and so who's pirating from so and so what
2: i didn't threaten no one at at&t to get free stuff what are you talking about why are you putting words in my mouth
1: all right, all right, all right. Shout outs. Gentlemen, do we have any shout outs for this show?
2: I would like to yes. shout out everybody that you were gonna shout out. Ha, I did it first.
1: Wow nice. Petty. <laughs> You're a petty bitch right now. I, know, <laughs> I, I I've been dealing with petty bitches for the past month. That's okay. Mike, what else? My shout out is
0: to a certain party that just needs to know you lost the election. <laughs> Move <laughs> on. <laughs> All, all right, right. Oh, that's my shout out to those guys. For so the rest of the people, hang in there. January 20th is coming
1: around. Oh, I, I can't wait for that. Um, all right, uh, my shout outs are going to be pretty simple. Um, shout out to Tinker Bell, haven't heard from her in a while. I think she's behind. She was like, I, I, I want, I'm, li- I'm listening to the podcast, but I stopped. She used a Joey and a Tom excuse. Shout out to, wow. to Joe, the intern, and I'm and, uh, Tom. Every time you have a show out, it's a show that I haven't watched yet. So, you guys, I don't want to watch it because you're going to ruin it for me. (laughs) What? Us? Us, right?
2: Listen, we have a track record of not spoiling anything ever.
1: At all. Yeah. That's coming from Ralph, so you know it's true. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Also, shout out to Johannes. Um, Hopefully, he'll be happy with us coming out with new content. And shout out to the Advent Calendar Girls. You know who you are. I believe one of them is listening to the podcast so I'm really interested if they hear this. So shout out to the Advent Calendar girls. You know who you are. Um, anything else? Nope. Next. Next. Okay. <laughs> I guess next show, which is not not now because we're done. So for MFG Mike the Finance Guy and RT Square Raptor Tech, this is the Cap saying, "Keep it geeky, guys. See you next time."